yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here after all these years, after all these tears I shed. Welcome back to I'm Still Here. I'm Larry. And I'm Heather. In 1998, at the age of 26, I was diagnosed with stage 4 breast cancer. It changed everything for us, but I'm still here. And we're still here. This is episode number... 50. 50. Seems to be a theme in my life this year. 50-50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I thought maybe we would talk about longevity today and what that looks like a little bit. And also just kind of the whole... I don't know, all of everything that surrounds that in terms of, I think when you're first diagnosed, it feels like it's just a pipe dream, right? To to be able to maybe live with this diagnosis for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, initially everything that we did was just to add kind of days to my life, I think. Yeah. We weren't really thinking about years. Well, yeah. I think you were. I mean, I think the doctors were. I think it, not the years like this. Right. But to, to go from, you know, get your affairs in order to two, three, or four years, I think was definitely. I don't think they would have recommended the chemo, the radiation, the double stem cell transplant, the the absolutely beating up of your body if it weren't for the possibility of years. Yeah, I outside agree. chance. I agree with that. I think there was also a little bit of like, oh, long term side effects. We don't we probably don't really have to worry about those too much. <laughs> like, yeah, that's or true. we'll 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 cross that bridge if hopefully we if have long term side it. effects. Exactly. Yeah, no kidding. Right. So that's, I think, a big difference. You know, it, it just the mindset changes over time, right? So early on, side effects are more kind of immediate in the moment. Things like that are so, that are impacting your life all the time, you know, um, or. And changing fast. Changing you fast, know, exactly. You know, being bald, like losing your hair, it's, everybody notices that. Having mouth sores. Yeah. You know, ugh, having the taste of food and things be different. There's mm-hmm. a lot of things that it's like, it feels like, oh my gosh, what is it now? <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. what's happening right now, immediately, you know? And even just like, I was thinking about like things like chemo brain, people talk about not being able to remember things as well or be in the moment. I didn't feel like I experienced a lot of that, but I don't know. I might have. Mm-hmm. Um, neuropathy, you know, just having the, the sensation in your hands and feet and whatever. There's a lot of different things for short-term side effects, you know. Um, but we kind of got through all of those. I, I don't want to say sailed through them because some of them were absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. And some of them did change things forever. I mean, like, I remember, like, certain things that I ate during chemo that I'm like, mm, no, I'll never have that again. <laughs> or whatever. Just like, yeah. I remember the taste of milk, which I loved. I used to love drinking milk. And then we stopped because of it being, you know, 
having hormones in it or whatever, but I remember tasting it after one of my stem cells and it had such a metallic taste to it that it was like pretty much like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't ever need to have that again. I don't think, you know, so I don't, I don't know when the last time I drank milk was. I know. Probably 30 years ago, 40 years ago. I have no idea. <laughs> it was just some things that Yuck. we just were like, <laughs> yeah, it's different. Um, but yeah, I think it's a different, this is kind of the problem that everybody with metastatic disease wants to have, right? Is like dealing with the uh, side effects from longevity. Until you have them. Well. Because we're always in the moment. Yeah. No matter what, you're always in the moment and that is your reality. Mm -hmm. And you, you think, oh, I would love to have that problem. <laughs> Until it's that time and you have that problem and that problem sucks. Yeah. And, and it is life-changing, some of these problems. And yes, I get it is nice to have that, but they aren't fun. I mean, side effects are side effects. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, no, that's true. I think it's interesting even when I think about, like, um, we've talked a little bit about I was on disability initially and now I don't even know if I would truly qualify for disability, even though I still have this diagnosis, you know. And really? I've, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Do you think I, I don't know? I have no idea. You handled all of that, so yeah. I, I don't but know. you know, um, but I don't have the outward <laughs> day to day kind of things in the same way that I have. Um, you know, again, the, the fun things that linger. So. I just thought we might talk a little bit about some of those. Um, one, the first one that I thought of was that I definitely have some damage to my heart. So um, that impacts me in terms of just like, I don't know, heart rate tends to be high. Mm -hmm. <laughs> goes high very quickly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Doesn't take I get my exercise minutes every day on my Apple Watch because... <laughs> Can you walk down the hall? Because I walk. Well, stairs will definitely do it. In my yeah. job right now, I can I do a lot of stairs, so I'm like I do think actually maybe I'm getting a tiny bit more fit, but also but it is one of those things that it's like my heart rate is crazy, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and I I've been taking a beta blocker for I don't know how many years now or whatever. Quite a but, while. Yeah, but it's you know, and that came from that's probably from the Herceptin. Yeah, which I did for about, I, know, I was just talking to somebody about this, I think about four or five years, I think. And then we just kind of, I just was like, no, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, it, what? So how did that discussion or decision happen? Well, was it because of the side effects or? It was kind of because of the side effects, but it was also because we had added Herceptin when we thought that there was progression and oh, that okay. was the one time that we were able to it was a bone kind of biopsy that we did mm -hmm. and it turned out <clears throat> that it it really wasn't cancerous mm -hmm. so kind of had added this extra layer of protection that then as i you know kept taking it and like to go and have it done or whatever it didn't make me feel bad in the moment but then as my heart started feeling the effects of it i just was like ready to be done my oncologist we agreed on that and it's been fine i mean that was mm -hmm. the right move for me um 
you know, a lot of that goes into it. I probably am not really strongly HER2 positive, even though that's what it, like the testing comes out. It's not the biggest driver in terms of, of what my cancer okay. looked like. So, fun, fun. Along with that, the other big long-term side effect is... Osteonecrosis of the jaw. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of them. There's, um, osteonecrosis of the jaw is, has been kind of something that it just started. I didn't, I didn't, I can look back and go, oh, here are the things that happened. Uh, I've learned a lot of fancy words about your mouth structure, um, but that is from being on a biphosphonate. Um, and I, I, not everybody has osteonecrosis of the jaw, but it is a side effect that happens. And I was on Zometa for a really long time. Um, What's a biphosphonate? It's something that works on the structure of your bones to help it to like build, gotcha. uh, build bone. I don't, you know, to make your big bones stronger, but it also makes your little bones not as strong. So compact bone versus spongy bone. Okay, there you go. Um, I've never asked that question. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I should have asked that a long time ago. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. So, I mean, I was on Zometa initially uh, with my very initial treatment, and we kept going with it. We did start spacing it out more and more. And by the time I was done with it, we were, I was only taking it like one time a year. But uh, the half-life of it is forever, years and years and years. Um, the research was not being done on it. I still don't know how much is being done, but I know my mom had found one study that said that you increase your chances of uh, dealing with ONJ after four to five years on a biphosphonate. Um, and you were on it how long? I was on it for like 13 years. Okay. Yeah. So and we, what had happened was that I, I noticed that um, like the structure of my mouth, the inside, they, actually call it the tori, like the inside part of your mouth, it was growing. So it was making the upper part of my roof of my mouth smaller. <laughs> and actually I would get things, do you remember that, like stuck mm -hmm. up there? Like a, yep. I was like trail mix, it comes to mind, like any kind of little seed or something like that would get stuck up there. And um, when I first went to a oral surgeon about it, they, they said, like kind of the guy blew me off completely and he just was like it's no big deal and blah 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 and then I ended up <clears throat> with exposed bone at the top of my jaw which osteonecrosis of the jaw generally happens in the, like the mandible like yeah you're the bottom jaw um but for me I always I feel like I always do things a little bit differently so Mine started out with being like exposed bone at the at the top of my mouth, and it ended up. Um, so the top of your mouth is also the bottom of your nasal cavity. Mm. It's a it's a shared bone. Yeah. Called the maxilla, and because of this deterioration of the bone, it allowed there to not be any healthy or structured bone in between there. Mm -hmm. So it was just, it was skin. Community, yeah. And then from the skin, because of the infection. It even opened up from there, and there was nothing. And we're not talking about a huge hole, but there was communication, or you know, yeah. things could go from the mouth to the nasal cavity, from the nasal cavity to the mouth, theoretically, and that's <laughs> when you get infection. Yeah, I'm just laughing because like there's been many times when I couldn't use a straw. Yeah, because I didn't. Have. You'd have to. <laughs> yeah, 
like gotta have that suction yeah so um yeah we've done i've done multiple surgeries because of mm -hmm. this osteonecrosis of the jaw and it's compromised my sinuses and um it's been really a big deal uh the one thing i found with osteonecrosis of the jaw is that it moves very quickly like when something starts to happen when the infection really goes crazy whatever it goes very fast so i go from oh i sort of see something to oh my gosh it's all exposed or you know in a week in a week yeah exactly. so that's it's, what she's talking about fast i mean yeah yeah and um so i ended up having multiple surgeries the roof of my mouth kind of got opened we debrided it a couple of times and then that piece came completely out it was it's I liken it to like being bald in that when it came out, it didn't hurt at all. Just like when your hair comes out being bald, I was like, what? It just mm -hmm. was ready to come out. But then we ended up, it ended up kind of over on the right side. And I have a couple of teeth removed because of that back there. Um, and this might be an ongoing thing uh, for the rest of your life because of that medicine, unfortunately. Yeah. It's um, been quiet for a little while, a couple of years, mm -hmm. year and a half, two years, I think now. Uh, but yeah, those are the things that it made it really fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> We've done a lot of traveling because of osteonecrosis of the jaw. <laughs> we started at the University of Michigan, and now my I now see um, a doctor at Mayo out in Minnesota. So, and these are crazy extreme surgeries if you think about it. Yep. Uh, I mean, they're working on the bottom of your nasal cavity yeah. and you, there's no access to that they have to create an access to that <laughs> you want to talk about that no it's but it's an extreme <laughs> surgery that the first one that, that they don't do around there. the world you know no. there's only a few people who do this it's crazy yeah the the first surgery <clears throat> that i had involved both my oral surgeon and an ent because what was happening was that my my sinuses were completely uh infected and closed also so um yeah yeah not the most fun but also um something to know about i guess something to pay mm -hmm. attention to and then the other thing that came along with the biphosphonates was just the fractures right like all of these i have like literally broken my the feet it, my the bones in my feet so many times yeah. <laughs> um and even i have broken a few of uh, the bones in my hands I, that might have been only one actually um but it's one of those things that you just have to keep dealing with what mm -hmm. what comes right and yep. and i don't know and these are things yes 20 years ago you said oh, okay yeah no problem for sure some spongy bone fractures okay and i'll deal with those and and yeah i i can't go run a marathon anymore because of my heart yeah or I get out of breath when, or yeah. exercising is hard, yeah. harder for me because of my elevated elevated heart rate. So yeah. I can't go as hard. Yeah. I think you definitely traded that off. Yeah, I twenty had years to. ago. I mean, yeah, no, for no. sure. Yeah. I'm saying. Oh, I would have. If knowing about oh, yeah. these are what is going to be your long term side effects. Yep. Comparatively, obviously, it would have been a no brainer. For sure, absolutely. But, but those things suck. They do. You know, and those have, you know, changed your body and changed how you yeah. do things. And they are life-changing things. Uh, but in the end, it's a trade-off between being here and not. It is. That's the truth. Right. 
And the other one that I would add to that is just like the loss of sensation at different points of my body also. We oh, talked a little sure. bit about my breasts because I've had them, you know, I, I initially did the double mastectomy um, and then I waited a few years and had reconstruction and I, I don't know what I was expecting, I think, but... Mm -hmm. <laughs> literally is sort of just for looks and that's not even ideal but <laughs> it's for clothes to fit a it's way. for clothes to, it to fit yeah. yeah um you know so it's it's those things too of just thinking about like this is my body and i'm super happy that it's still performing mm -hmm. but yeah there has been there's definitely been some sacrifices along the way for mm -hmm. it, you know. So, yeah, I don't know. No more downhill skiing for you. No, it's funny. We were just with Things family like this that. weekend, yeah. and then we were talking about skiing, and I was like, oh, I'll see you in the lodge. I'll hang out in the lodge, which mm -hmm. is, again, some of those things. It's not like, worth the risk. No, we can't. I can't afford to do that. So skiing was a no-go kind of from the start, both Water yep. skiing and downhill. Yeah. But things that are different, too, like over time is just that, you know, people, uh, I think my closer friends and family will still say, how's it going? And they mean, like, how's your health? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But, um, but for the most part, people don't know about the cancer, um, which is a blessing. And also, I don't know. I feel like you walk around with a perspective that a lot of people who haven't had health cha challenges don't have. And uh, so sometimes... Yeah, it's kind of weird here because it is who defines you. It is what defines you in a yeah. lot of different ways. Yeah. But it, it, I'm guessing at certain points you don't want it to define you. And in certain other areas you do want it. You want people to know about it. Is that weird? It, that well, it's right? one of those things that I just feel like, especially in, you know, what I do in my daily life, it, it is so defining for me that it does impact the way I feel about many situations or the way that I approach different situations. So be it, I mean, again, working in healthcare, you know, working around people who are sick, working around or or maybe who are aging and dealing with challenges. I This perspective over 20 years, when they look at me, they assume you have no idea what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I, and I go, you have no idea who I am, mm -hmm. you know? So it's, right. it's one of those type of things. And I think it also makes me... Um, have a different perspective sometimes than even like my coworkers in that I understand what it feels like to be a patient. And I say that in quotes, I want the people who I'm working with to be able to have a say in what's happening, you know, to choose how they age to do things that are, I just think it's, I don't, as a therapist, it's very much like, come on, let's get back at it, you know? And I understand as a patient that it's okay to not want to. What about in your non-work life? Yeah. Um, I think for that, it's more, it's been the things over the years that have been more challenging have been the, the things that people take for granted. Mm -hmm. The 
the kind of cockiness that comes with your 20s and 30s of mm. I'm just going to. This is how things are going to go. This is, you know, like the or even um, uh, the realization maybe that because we we had such a life altering diagnosis early on that it just really makes it hard for me sometimes when people are so, I don't know, confident <laughs> that everything's just going to be the way it's going to be. If Does that make sense? Sure. Kind of. That's not really what I was talking about. Okay. You had, you made the statement, you know, people don't know. Yeah. You know, um, unless whatever. I, that's the part I was talking about. Okay. How does that, you know, we're not talking about in your work world. What about, I mean, in that, do you, do you feel like you, you do bring it up or tell people or not? I do sometimes. I I bring it up sometimes. It depends on what the situation is. Um, Because again, like I, it has impacted, it impacts how I think about Mm -hmm. things. It impacts how I, you know, just move through life. So, yeah. And especially if I'm in a situation where I feel like it can be helpful to somebody, I'll, I'll bring it up, you know. Mm-hmm. I'd be lying if I said that I didn't bring it up sometimes to try to tone people down. Mm. <laughs> like, don't, you know, right. <laughs> give me your blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, I got a story for you. Um, but, I mean, it's always... It is always there, right? Like, it's just not, it's just not, like, driving anymore. It's, it's like, I think we've said that before, it's kind of the passenger, right? But it's always there. It's truly the longevity part of this. Yeah. yeah. It's the, I don't know when that happens, but it is the longevity. Yeah. And I think it's also, like, yeah, it's the proje- the perspective that we've been able to gain about, like, you know, all of the challenges and that, you know, we still keep getting through them. Like, you know, even though... Yeah, it's just, it's different. Uh, if a new teacher yeah, came in, I would say, hey, it's going to get better. Yeah. Listen, and here's what you need to... If you do these things here, 5, 10, 15, 25 years down the road, you're going to look back and it, you can't say that. No. To somebody dealing... In the, in the midst of being diagnosed and um, and being treated and during treatment, you you can, but I don't, it's weird. I would never say that to somebody, you know, if I were you. I'm putting myself in your shoes. I would never say that to somebody and say, oh, it's going to get better. And here's what you, and listen, look at these things. But you kind of did that to yourself. When you were going through treatment, you weren't, you kind of shift shifted gears from the woe is me to, you know, here we go. Um, and you did talk about the future. And e- even if you were trying to talk yourself into it, I don't know. Yeah, for but, sure. <laughs> no, but you did. And and you were like, no, I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna. And you were you were pretty cocky about it in in a way that you can do. Um, which is different than how you would talk to somebody in that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think you have to hold space for both things. Like, I don't think I would, I don't think I generally tell people it's going to get better. 
But I do say, like, this is a phase, or this is a, you know, that too will end, right? Like, that's what's so hard is realizing. But then there's another one coming. Just, you know, there's something else coming. But hopefully that next thing that's coming won't be as sucky as the one you're currently in. Yeah, for sure. Right? And Mm -hmm. that's what I think is that I'm pretty good at is, okay, this is less terrible than what was previously happening. So therefore I'm going to be able to feel joyful or, you know, or forget about cancer or forget about it or whatever, you know, live the way I want to live because this feels really manageable to me compared to what, Mm -hmm. what's previously going on. You know, this is, but this isn't all consuming, but there are things that, you know, like I, at my previous job where we, I would have sick days and there'd be so many people that would have a million sick days. And I'm like, "Mm, that's never going to happen for me. Like I don't have that quote luxury of having sick days because I have a laundry list of surgeries, you know? So it's like, save them up, use them, save them up, use them, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of thing. Um, So I think, I think when it's, uh, I can relate to people about things like that, that's a good thing. But I think there's also opportunities to say, okay, I know this is bad, but like we can, we can move forward or we can do it differently. I don't know. I mean, or, but, and maybe it's not even do it differently. And maybe it's, but this is what I've learned over time. Right? Right. So. Yeah. Oh, 50. 50. <laughs> 50 years, 50 episodes. It's been you're, fun. Yeah. 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 We appreciate everybody who's walking this road with us. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hopefully everybody gets something a little bit out of it. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Luckily, you have longevity. <laughs> longevity. And I'm still here. You are. All right. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still here. After all these years, after all these tears I shed. I'm still here. And I'm walking this earth like I should be. There was days that I didn't know if I would be. My feet in the ground and my head in the clouds Cause I'm still here Like I should be Yeah, yeah, like I knew that I could be Here we go, here we go Hey everyone, I hope you love this episode of I'm Still Here and I wouldn't want you to miss out on what comes next. So be sure to rate, review, and follow this show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast, especially if you found it helpful. We need all the shares, likes, stars, and love we can get. We'd also love to hear from you. Leave your comments and questions and we'll incorporate them into future episodes. Have a great day.